You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to uh, Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago, and co-host Mark Teresi, executive director of the cathedral. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Greg. How, is, how are you doing? Doing well, into your Into your new year. The le- oh gosh, that's right. On Monday, uh, I turned seventy mm-hmm. two day three days ago, and uh, I tell people now that I'm seventy. I think he looks sixty nine still. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I look at my white hair <laughs> on YouTube. There, it, uh, I tell people my left knee goes out more than I do. <laughs> it, uh, and the thing is, it, it's it's a numbers how you feel, and God has been so good, and almost a priest now forty four years, and uh, and you're you know, still energized. I love serving the people of God. And, and the it, cathedral, show, it shows. It yeah, shows. Well, so you, you do the same thing. And that, uh, so God is good. I receive many texts and emails and calls and cards and gifts. And, uh, and Oh, 312-255-8408 if you want to call and wish Father <laughs> Greg a happy birthday. <laughs> I, think, I think we're okay. You can call me call me off the air. And that, uh, but, you know, I'll tell you, we really dodged a bullet yesterday here oh. in Chicago. They say further north, around the border, Illinois, Wisconsin, was two closed feet. down of ice. And you go further north, a foot or two into Wisconsin, you know, going north. And so the rain we had yesterday had been at least one foot of snow on the ground oh, yeah. for Ash Wednesday. And uh, speaking of Ash Wednesday, we had huge crowds. Um, All across the Archdiocese. Exactly. Despite the rain, people came, and it's what's beautiful is that Ash Wednesday, we were literally marked as Christians in the Lent, which means springtime, and Lent is a time of repentance, renewal, conversion. And I always, I, I mentioned this in my homily yesterday, baseball has started spring training, yeah. and that goes about five weeks. So each player gets in shape uh, with conditioning, his weight, getting the basics of baseball down, is a pitcher, a catcher, field, or whatever it might be. But it goes about five weeks. Is opening day right around Easter? Uh, at the end of March, it's still it'll be still toward yeah. end of Lent, and but also the Lenten journey is forty days because yeah. any time we want to make a change in our life, it takes time. You don't make it in one day. So that I always I've been telling people choose an area in your life, pick one that this Lenten journey to bring to the Lord to make some change. Well. And it's what you've talked about. Maybe the change is just realizing that God loves us, he's in our life, and maybe we've forgotten that. Or, and we had many people yesterday for reconciliation, I say God loves you, God forgives you, but you have to be able to forgive yourself. Exactly. Many people will leave confession and say, oh yeah, okay, God forgives me, but deep down they can't forgive themselves. So again, our number is 312 312- Two five five eight four zero eight. We have a great program line, lined up, celebrating Black History Month in Chicago's Catholic schools and the African American Heritage Prayer Service. We held at Holy Name Cathedral tomorrow, Friday, mm-hmm. February twenty fourth. Today on Catholic Chicago, we host a few members of the African American Heritage Prayer Service Planning Committee. Joining us now is Deacon Leroy Gill, Jennifer Ferrand, and Damani McClellan. Good morning. Welcome to the program. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. 
Did you have all rain where you uh, live yesterday? <clears throat> the sun is out here in Englewood right now. Oh, good. Amen. <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now, who can maybe give us a little brief history of the prayer service tomorrow at Holy Name Cathedral? I know for a couple of years it was stopped because of COVID, but does anybody know when was the first prayer service for the children at Holy Name Cathedral? How far, how far does it go back? You know that, Leroy? Yeah, I believe it's 45 years. Wow. That long? I think, I believe, I'm, if I anything, I'm a year off, but I think this is the 45th, this is the 45th uh, anniversary. And every year, this and has it always been held yeah. at the cathedral? Been held at the cathedral as long as I know, except for the last couple years, it was held at St. Rita in their chapel. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, yeah, it's been going on for many years, and I know the deacons... As long as I've been a deacon, which is 16 years, deacons have uh, always participated in the service. I believe a deacon, um, Bishop King, was one of the founders of the Heritage Mass. So it's been it's been a good thing, and the deacons have been supportive of it for over the last 45 years. And it's a prayer prayer service. It is not a liturgy, correct? Now it is. It, it used to be a Mass, mm-hmm. but now it's been a... Um, just a prayer service. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the majority of the kids are not Catholic. Um, and that probably weighed a lot on the decision to change it. But it's um, it's just a prayer service. But the kids are involved in it more. I know it gives the kids more roles. Mm-hmm. A lot of praise dancing, singing, scripture reading. Um, so that's what makes it better now. The kids are the kids are really involved in the service. It's I know kids. There's, I know the cathedral holds like almost 12 hundred people and in past mm-hmm. years that cathedral has been packed with tremendous number of children wonderful uh, adult supervisors teachers and uh now for a moment uh jennifer what is your background so i've been um this is my first year on the planning committee i attended with eighth grade last year we send our eighth graders to the service each year and this year we also have our praise dancers participating in the liturgy and they're they've been practicing and are excited to go this evening for another practice to get ready for tomorrow now jennifer you were on this program a couple of weeks ago i was i was on with mackenzie adams our eighth grade student who will be receiving the um julia greeley student leadership award tomorrow at the you're on the other other monday program called catholic schools today and uh, you and uh, the eighth grader, and she was she was outstanding. Mm-hmm. So I'll see her tomorrow. And at, uh, yes. And Damani, how do you get involved with this whole uh, prayer service for tomorrow? What is your involvement? So I've been on the planning committee for two years now, and then I have also have students that will be a part of the readings. They'll be reading about Augustus Tolton and uh, Pierre Toussaint. Because you're the assistant principal at St. John De La Salle Academy. Now, Damani, are you from Chicago growing up? Yes, from the south side of Chicago, and uh, St. John de La Salle is on the far south side of Chicago as well. So where'd you go to high school? I went to high school at Marion Catholic. Did you? What class were you? 2010. Oh my gosh, I got I got sweaters older than you. <laughs> and it, uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're a young, young, young man. And it, uh, Now, I, I know there's been a tremendous amount of work that has gone into tomorrow's prayer service because when I've been there for part of it, it's just... Like you said, singing, praising, dancing, liturgical readings, and who is the uh, who is the main presider tomorrow for the prayer service, Leroy? Father David Jones. Oh gosh, what a great priest! Father Jones is outstanding, mm-hmm. and is he also the homilist? No, actually, um, a couple of students will be doing the homily tomorrow. Not oh, a homily, but a that's reflection. the talk. Oh, that's terrific! Wonderful. That's yeah, eighth, yeah. A couple of eighth graders will be doing the talk. I'm not 100% sure what school they're from, um, but, yeah, it'll be a couple of eighth graders going to do the talk. Now, maybe Leroy, Jennifer, and Damani, why is this celebration important to you? Maybe Jennifer start, and then Leroy, and then Damani. You know, for me, it's really important that we participate and our kids go because it's so important that they understand the cultural and historical roots that they have in the Catholic faith and see 
just how powerful it is when we gather together as a community focused on celebrating Black history and Black Catholics. So I think it's really important we're there. Good. Leroy, what about you? Deacon Leroy? I, I agree with Jennifer. I think it's good for the kids to come together. But I, I like the fact that we do this prayer service because the kids get to, how can I put this? Like Sister Thea Bowman said, be unapologetic Black and Catholic. You know, mm -hmm. they get to go there, they get to dance and sing in the service and shout amen. And it's a different cultural experience for them that may, they may or may not have on their Sunday morning worship. Uh, and it gives the kids a chance to interact together and, and just praise God together as a, as a, as a whole church. That's a great I think it's wonderful for the kids to, to see black culture at its finest. Jemani, mm -hmm. what about you? Um, for me, it is definitely a great time to reflect on the awesome progress we've made and then sit and see what we're doing today and then what we can do in the future as a community, uh, as black Catholics, um, and just as, as black people as a whole. And when we come together in the Catholic community to celebrate God, to celebrate reconciliation and each other, I think our students really take that to heart and they, they want to show how they are a part of black history and black Catholic history as well. Now, mm. out, of, out of curiosity, Devani, um, did you go to a Catholic grammar school or public grammar school? I went to a public grammar school. Now, is tomorrow's prayer service for grammar school children and high school, or is it grammar school only? Both. Um, it's both, both, I believe. So, when, Devani, when you were in Marian Catholic, uh, did you ever go to prayer service when you were in high school at the cathedral? I did. We, I, I went one time. Okay. I, I think I want to do a little commercial too, Deacon Leroy. You mentioned Sister Thea Bowman. And uh, here's a commercial for our listeners. There's a Sister Thea Bowman Foundation I've worked with, the executive director, who supports educating young black men and women in college. They work, she, the foundation works with colleges around the country to supplement their education because um, that was part of her. Her goal was to make sure young black men and women were educated. And so it, it, if anybody's listening, look up the Sister Thea Bowman Foundation. It's a tremendous foundation to support. And she, I think Sister Thea was the first woman to speak in front of the USCCB, the, 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 the Bishop's Conference. <laughs> I think she was. And she did a, I saw the film, she did a tremendous, she inspired the bishops. It was that's, wonderful. That's who she, she was. And uh, Mark, on that note, take us to break. Okay, great. WNDZ 750. One other commercial. I'm drinking from a Misericordia mug, just in case. And I'm drinking from a paper cup. <laughs> WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408. Or you can go to YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes to continue our discussion of black history in, in Chicago's Catholic schools and our special event on Friday, February 24th Tomorrow. at Holy Name Cathedral. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 
7970 in Cook County and 847-782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. Make a difference every day by working in Archdiocese of Chicago schools, parishes, and ministries. Join us at our career fair on Saturday, February 25th in downtown Chicago. We are hiring full and part-time positions for roles from teaching to finance, administration to pastoral care throughout Cook and Lake Counties. If you have recently graduated or are exploring a job change, serve your community and build your career with the Arch. Find more information at archchicago.org. Community is core to Catholic Charities' founding mission. For more than 100 years, we have met people and families where they are, serving anyone in need, regardless of their faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. As our world absorbs the economic, political, and social aftershocks of the pandemic, 50% or more of the 6 million people living in Cook and Lake Counties have little or no savings. They are a paycheck away from zero. We are deeply grateful to everyone in the Catholic Charities community who partners with us to alleviate the suffering of the people we serve and offer them a better path forward. We are witnessing a message of mercy and hope to a world very much in need. Learn more at catholiccharities.net. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Over to you, Father Greg. What you're listening to, for those who can see it on YouTube, that would be the African American Heritage Prayer Service held last year at St. Rita's on the south side. That's beautiful. For those who can watch, this is beautiful dancing mm-hmm. with these children so well choreographed and that they've taken a heck of a lot of There's time and practice. Quite a spirit to it. A great spirit and beautiful song. And um, and that was last year at St. Rita's. And of course, this year we'll be back at uh, Holy Name Cathedral where it happened for years, for the last couple of years, went to uh, St. Rita's and over on Western Avenue. So and maybe for a moment, we're just going to switch gears here. And, you know, I'm, I'm with our guest this morning, uh, Deacon Leroy Gill, Jennifer Ferrand, and Damani McClellan, is uh, I'm fascinated with your commitment, your dedication to Catholic schools in the Archdiocese. But for a moment, uh, Deacon Leroy Gill, you've been a deacon now for 16 years. What is your story growing up? Are you from Chicago? Were you baptized Catholic? Are you a convert? What is your story? We have, we're not hearing you, Leroy. We're not we're not hearing you. Can you hear us, uh, Leroy? Oh no! Oh no! Okay, now we got yeah, you. Yeah. We got you. Good. You're you're on, Leroy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm a cradle Catholic. I was um, grammar school. I went to Saint Felicitas, mm-hmm. and I believe I was baptized back in 1960 at Saint mm-hmm. Um Went to Mount Carmel High School. So I've been a Catholic all my life. And then what got you interested or who uh, tapped you on the shoulder about the diaconate program in Chicago? Oh, boy. <laughs> I was, yeah, I'd, I've been, I was serving at Holy Angels Church as a lector, commentator, finance committee, all sorts of uh, activities. You were a pastor's and, delight, very involved. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, and um, the the deacon, Deacon um, Roy Jasper, kept asking me to become a deacon, and I kept running from it. I I didn't feel it was my my calling. Didn't feel that I was worthy of it. And but he never gave up. And but sad to say, one year 
he gave me the application. He said, just take a look at it. I was leaving for vacation. And while I was on vacation, he passed away. Oh, wow. 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 And I, my wife and I, we both said to each other, you know, something, something's up. You know, he gave me the application. And um, then we lost our deacon at Holy Angels. Wow. So with prayer and talking with the pastor, um, we decided we would try it. So we applied for the diaconate and uh, went through the application process. And then you entered the program in about the year uh, 2000? 2000, 2002, maybe 2002, because it's a four-year program. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's interesting. Someone could say, oh, what a coincidence. He handed you the application. You go on Mm -hmm. vacation. He dies. But here's the definition. A coincidence. A coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. A coincidence hmm. is God's way of remaining anonymous. So you can say, oh, what a coincidence, Leroy, that he gives you the application, you go on vacation, he dies. Oh, no. It's the hand of God weaving and threading through our lives in very mysterious ways. So when you looked at your wife and said, I like that, something's up, something's going on mm-hmm. here, and he was passing the torch on to you, and yet the very mm-hmm. fact that you struggled about it and said, oh, no, you know, I remember when I was entering the seminary or turned down a scholarship to Northwestern when I was a senior in high school, and a priest said to me, have you ever thought about priesthood? Do you think about God might be calling you to the priesthood? I said, why doesn't God call somebody else? I want to be a sportscaster and broadcaster <laughs> and get married and have a family. So the Lord was tugging at your heart, and you kept putting it off. I'm not worthy. Call somebody else. And yet you responded to that call. And I'm assuming in your years as a, serving as a deacon, They've been probably the most some the most joyful years of your life. Yes, they are. They're the most joyful years so far of my life. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just for me, I love working with children. So I've been blessed enough to work with children from three different schools. Right now, currently I'm at with Miss Ferran at the Academy of St. Benedict. Uh my greatest joy is seeing the light in the kids' eyes when we talk about Jesus. Mm-hmm. That just means so much to me that in my 16 years, I know that I have brought Christ to thousands of kids. Wow. And I praise God and thank God every day for him giving me the opportunity. And not only that, for the children to see a black man, black and Catholic, a business owner, a husband, a grandfather, a father, um, somebody that these kids can look up to and say, hey, I could do that. Good for you. When they see me, they can see themselves. Yeah. And when I walk in the schools, the kids, they greet me with a lot of love and affection. And sometimes, Miss Ferran, will tell you this, some kids will run up and say, think I'm Jesus, you know, <laughs> and I'd say, no, I work for Jesus. Yeah, that's a good You know, a- but that's just, that's just the love. That is, that is great. Now, Jennifer, your story and background. That brought you to this moment. Thank you very much, Deacon Yes, so um, first I'm going to say I thank God for Deacon Gill as well because Mm -hmm. what he brings to our school is immeasurable and the path that put him to us and the path that brought me here, I thank God for that. Deacon Gill is is definitely set from God. Mm -hmm. Um, My story, I grew up in Massachusetts, so I am also a cradle Catholic. Um, I am a public school kid. I went to public school all K-12. How I got into Catholic school is on one of um, my cross country moves with my husband, because of his job, we put our daughters into Catholic school because it was the best school in the area for them. They were in second grade at the time, fell in love with the school and the school community with St. Thomas the Apostle in West Hartford, Connecticut. And I started teaching at that school. I fell in love with Catholic education at that point, and I haven't looked back since, and it's been many different Catholic schools. How I ended up in leadership here, uh, I started teaching in here in the 13-14 school year when we had moved to Illinois. And then my second year, they asked me if I'd move into administration. I think I told you this on the other show. I was not, um, I didn't want to go at first. I said, no, you know, I like being in the classroom. I like teaching. And it was my daughter at the time who was 24 who said to me, she goes, you know, mom, you can affect more change. You move to administration. Yeah. And um, I'm so grateful that I did. It's 
it's an amazing position. I love serving the school and the families and our children. They are just, just wonderful, wonderful people. And I'm so grateful to be part of the community. And thank God your daughter challenged you and said you can affect more change. Yeah. And yeah. See what happens young, when you listen to your kids? Yeah, a young, <laughs> a young lady, 24th, a lot of wisdom. And Damani, your story and background. Um, well, I would have to say it started for me in 2006 when I was um, in eighth grade and I decided I, I could not go to my um, public school. And so I was kind of frantic thinking about where I was going to go. And I had a couple of friends who brought up Marian Catholic. Um, I tested in, I got in. Um, and the first thing that I was told is, you know, we teach scholars with the soul. Um, and that kind of just opened my eyes up to service and, and what it meant to be in service of others. Um, throughout my college career, um, I started programs of Black Male Leadership Academy at Roosevelt University, uh, where we got students from Westinghouse and North Lawndale schools, and, and we worked with them on the weekends. Um, and then I ended up doing clinical research at DePaul University, um, again, doing service, uh, but in a research format. And um, through that time doing the clinical portion of that, I realized I just love working with kids. Um, so I got into substitute teaching, got my teaching license, started teaching um, pretty quickly, actually. I got my master's at St. Xavier University, and I wanted to do uh, be like a teacher's assistant. And they said, no, no, <laughs> you should go teach. Go teach. <laughs> and um, they directed me to St. John de La Salle, and I taught there for a couple of years, and then they asked me to be in administration, and um, here I am today. Do you miss the classroom? Every day. It's interesting. Every time Absolutely. I talk to anybody in school administration, assistant principal, principals, they say, every one of them has said, as much as I love administration, I miss the classroom and teaching the children. But it's interesting, Damani, that when you were in eighth grade, you were at a crossroads in your life, and all of a sudden Marian Catholic opened up. But when they said scholars, mm. we, scholars with a soul, that changed your whole life. It just refocused Yeah, I didn't you. know it then. Exactly. Yeah, I was, it, yeah. I'd had no idea, but it, it was the pivotal moment for me that changed the trajectory of my life. Now, Damani, while you're, while you're talking about that, so as we look at um, black history, Chicago Catholic, is there, is there a black Catholic that's a hero to you in terms of how you live your life? Mm. Well... So one of the things I talk about with my students is, is sainthood, right? And, and we talk about black Catholics who have not made it there yet or who are close to it. But when we talk about that, we, when you think about Augustus Tolton mm -hmm. and, and the service uh, that he gave, I, I can't pinpoint one person when we talk about black Catholics because there are so many that go unrecognized. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we, we all want to be in service. So what I tell my students is we are all on the mission to sainthood. Good um, so I, we have our we have people that we look up to, but we also want to be those people that look up to us as well. Beautiful. That's great. Boy, that's a great, great way of putting it. And it's you know, almost like saint with a small s versus big s. Correct. And uh, take it away to a break, Mark. Okay, we're going to take That was a great segment. I enjoyed that. Now... Let me just double check. We're going to lose a few of our guests. Oh, oh, that's right. In fact, oh, yeah. that's right. I uh, forgot this point. As we go to break here, uh, Deacon Leroy Gill will remain with us, but Jennifer Ferrand and Damani McClellan will be leaving us. So Jennifer and Damani, thank you very thank much you for so sharing much. the first half hour. Beautiful. Now, Leroy, don't go away, but we're going to lose uh, Jennifer and Damani, so God bless you. In fact, I will see you both tomorrow at Holy Name Cathedral, so I'm going to welcome the whole group, and we get at 9.30 in the morning, and it's going to be a very festive group. So you're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-840. Also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi, stay with us. We'll be back after these breaks, and uh, do not touch that dial. Thanks, everyone. Deacon Gill, I'll see you in a little
Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with the decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. Folks, you probably know that on March 13th, we celebrate the 10th anniversary of the election of Pope Francis as the Bishop of Rome. Ever since his election, he has asked the people of God to pray for him. And so we are joining in an effort, asking Catholics on March 13th to say 10 Hail Marys for him. You can learn more about this and register your name at archchicago.org. I encourage all of you to participate in this support of the Holy Father as he celebrates a decade of service to the people of God. For more than 20 years, Catholic Charities Adult Protective Services has been advocating for seniors who are the victims of abuse, neglect, confinement, or financial exploitation. With our partners at local, city, and state agencies, our trained case managers follow through on every concern that is brought to our attention in a cooperative way to ensure that our seniors are safe and protected. According to the Illinois Department on Aging, last year nearly 21,000 cases of elder abuse were reported in Illinois. Of these, only 5% were reported by seniors themselves. So raising awareness is an important part of this issue. If you are concerned about a senior you know, call 800-252-8966. That's 800-252-8966. With your help, we can stop elder abuse and look out for the seniors in our lives. We're back, uh, WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago, and our viewers on YouTube just saw a, a clip of the um, prayer service last year, the African American Heritage Prayer Service at St. Rita's. Beautiful, beautiful expressive dancing and beautiful music. Those children are really great dancers. Right. Beautiful music. And uh, we're back, and joining us for this next half hour will be Deacon, continuing to join us, Deacon Leroy Gill, and we'll continue our discussion on celebrating black history in Chicago's Catholic schools, African-American Heritage Prayer Service tomorrow, Holy Name Cathedral. Deacon, 
Leroy, I wanted to ask you the question I uh, we asked Damani uh, in our first half hour. Who's your hero? When you look at black history and you look at probably so many different stories you've se- you've read and heard and seen about black history, um, who's a hero of your? Who stands out for you? There's so many. Um, I guess, I mean, I would have to say, uh, thinking about my ministry uh, and with uh, fighting violence and nonviolence, I guess I would have to say Dr. King. Yeah. Um, you know, man who, you know, we all like that saying, you know, best sermon is the one without words. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that was Dr. King. That's how I try to be, be a man of, uh, of God and... Uh, was trying to promote nonviolence to our children, uh, and with so much violence in the streets and, and stuff that our children go through, I, I just try to be that 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 role model for our children and, and teach them to be nonviolent, to be kind and loving as Christ. So, I mean, but there's so many. I mean, but I, I'll just say Dr. King. Yeah. And when, and when, can I ask one question? Sure. When you were a teenager, you heard you heard Damani's. <laughs> story uh, where he chose Mary and Kathy. He he knew the environment he needed to be in uh, to be mm-hmm. safe. Um, mm-hmm. Did you grow up in an environment where you had to make those kinds of decisions? No, I grew up in a um, in the St. Felicitas Parish, which is like near Stony Island, 83rd, mm-hmm. between 83rd and 87th Street. It was a pretty nice. It was a pretty nice neighborhood. I didn't have a lot of violence uh, as a teen. I, I had a lot of. You know, I mean, I had racism problems back in the '60s, mm-hmm. uh, in the late '60s. You know, because we were the, I was the second. We were the second black family on the block. Oh, okay. So there were struggles there, but um, as a teenager. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of violence issues. You know, Leroy, you look at the world today and the violence, just take Chicago. Uh, it is incredible for these young people today, what they go through, and to try to make a difference, to be a leader. And it's just so difficult. Now, what changes have you seen from your teenage years to being a young black person in 2023? Oh, wow. I would say the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the kids, <laughs> yeah. man, what the kids are doing on the, on the internet is, is just totally different. I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't, we didn't have that. These kids have social media where they're, they're constantly being fed the violence. Yeah. And they're constantly uh, spreading the violence. You know, I mean, I don't have children uh, that young. I have grandchildren, but I'm not, raising kids right now but what i see in the schools you know in what the kids are doing online it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a big difference yeah so we didn't we didn't have that i mean our, our typical days was get out of school and do sports and we had activities planned we didn't just go sit down and start looking at video games and playing violent games and constantly being bombarded with violence that's that's the biggest difference for me yeah. and when i talk to the kids at saint benedict you know, I love those kids dearly. And it amazes me on a Monday when I, when I hear some of the things that the kids have gone through over the weekend. Yeah. You know, and they're they're quick to open up about it. But they're, they're facing tremendous amounts of violence and seeing it and hearing it and living it. Yeah, and, and the and children in those totally, schools... It's totally different. Yeah, children in those mm-hmm. schools who have lost a brother, a sister, a mother or father to uh, violence and killing... And that, uh, so would you hear in one or two weeks at St. Benedict, you, you, your eyes must roll and it's like unbelievable because that was a great answer, the internet. Remember, we were growing up as kids, you know, the, the three of us, we had a notebook, pen, books, and all of a sudden on the world had, of internet today. We had three TV stations and if you're right. lucky, UHF. You know? Yeah, 
That's exactly right. And you had to get up and turn the channel with your hand. <laughs> exactly. And now you just hit the, re- <laughs> with the, re- with the remote. I hear we are now joined by Tiffany Brown. So, Tiffany, welcome to the program. And uh, how are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. Sorry for my tardiness. You know, sometimes school's in the morning. Oh, um, yes. You have surprises. So, oh, but yes. thank you for having well, me. Well, Tiffany, those surprises would be every day. And uh, now yes. what school are you at, Tiffany? I'm at St. Sabina Academy. Oh, sure. In the Arvin Gresham community. And you're the principal at St. Sabina Academy. How, how long have you been there, yeah. Tiffany? I've been here. I came right in the height of the pandemic in November 2020. So I've been here just a little over two years now. Now, because we've asked all the other guests to give us your background. Are you from Chicago? Are you a cradle Catholic? What is your background? I'm born and raised in Chicago, on the south side of Chicago. I was born and raised in the Inglewood community, so a community that is, you know, um, historically known for, you know, um, struggles and setbacks and roadblocks. Um, I'm not a cradle Catholic. Um, I did join the church once I became um, a principal here at St. Sabina oh, Academy. Beautiful. I'm okay. going to the services and really enjoying um, the fellowship there. Where'd you go? Where'd you do your uh, RCIA? What parish? My RCO, because it was during the pandemic, I haven't been able to do that just yet. Okay, yeah, because you were the, at the, the pandemic ended. Uh, so where'd you go to grammar school and high school yourself? I did I did go to St. Martin um, Catholic School. Oh, it mm-hmm. was on 59th in Princeton. Sure, yeah, uh, right um, off the Dan Ryan yep, there. Right off the Dan Ryan. Really enjoyed um, that foundation that I received. Um I was scheduled to go to Maria High School, and I didn't end up going there because my siblings were still in Catholic school, and so it was a financial burden for mm-hmm. my family. Um, I went to Whitney Young High School, but oh, my beautiful. siblings went all the way through high school, Catholic school. My sister graduated from Lourdes, mm-hmm. which unfortunately is no longer there. My brother yeah. graduated from Leo High School, so my family definitely prioritized Catholic education. That is wonderful. In fact, we're going to continue this for first Mark, take us to break. And Tiffany, thank you for joining us, by the way. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely. WNDZ 750M, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Make a difference every day by working in Archdiocese of Chicago schools, parishes, and ministries. Join us at our career fair on Saturday, February 25th in downtown Chicago. We are hiring full and part-time positions for roles from teaching to finance, administration to pastoral care throughout Cook and Lake Counties. If you have recently graduated or are exploring a job change, serve your community and build your career with the Arch. Find more information at archchicago.org. Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life 
and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with the decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Therese here at WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, or you can go to youtube.com, Catholic Chicago. Um, we are with Tiffany Brown, who is the principal of St. Sabina's, and Deacon Leroy Gill. Um, Tiffany, as we now, first look— First, I'd like to give a shout-out to uh, Michael May. He's doing solo today as producer-engineer— He's on this wheelchair, he, the chair a, that goes back he, and forth. Back I wish you could, forth. folks. I wish you could see uh, our producer engineer. He's flying in that chair. <laughs> he's uh, got a cape on, and he's, he's, got, <laughs> he's, he's flying back. So, Michael, excellent job today. Yes, thank you. Um, so, Tiffany, why is tomorrow important for your students and staff? Tomorrow is important. This is our second time actually participating in the prayer service. Our students are so excited to mm -hmm. showcase their talents, but more so show their worship to God um, through dance. Um, and it's important because our children need to be able to see themselves um, reflected. And the prayer service does just that. It shows them their place that they have mm -hmm. in the kingdom of God. And it really highlights those, those attributes for our students. And they are very excited about tomorrow. And I am too excited again to participate in the service tomorrow. Beautiful. I think what I find is that uh, when the children look around and there are so many tomorrow in the cathedral, it's got to kind of fire them up in terms of to see so many to share this one vision together and to praise Absolutely. God mm -hmm. in song, in dance. It makes such a difference. Just flipping gears for a second, Leroy, in all your work as a deacon, in the work you do at St. Benedict's, is um, what is... I get what gets you out of bed in the morning to go back every day. So what's what so energizes you to do what you do so well? My commitment to Christ. I became a deacon. I, I made a commitment to serve. What does that service look like? Well, right now for me, it's looking like serving God by bringing Christ into the school. Mm-hmm. So what gets me motivated is when I walk into school and the kids all running up to me with a lot of love, telling oh, yeah. me what's going on in their houses. Mm -hmm. Deacon, pray for my aunt. She's, she's having surgery. Deacon, my mom doesn't feel well today. Deacon, my grandma, this. Uh, you know, as soon as I walk into school, kids just come up to me and start talking to me about what's going on in their lives. And believe it or not, I'm a plumbing contractor. And there's times during the day when I get beat down, tired, <laughs> stressed. You understand that, Tiffany? Sometimes I'll go up to the school just yes. to get a hug, you know, to see a kid run to get a hug and say, hey, Deacon, how you doing? I'm fine now. Absolutely. You know, uh, they fire it's you the up. joy. You know, you know what, 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 what I love about it is that, let's face it, at our schools, 90% probably the kids are not Catholic. Yeah. But for me, as long as I know that when my kids graduate, they know Christ. Mm -hmm. that they have a relationship with Christ. They love Jesus. They know Jesus loves them. Then I've done my job and I'm happy because I know they'll come back. You know, there'll be a time. And as long as I can keep spreading the gospel and living the gospel in God's children, then I'll get up. 
Yeah, that's that's a great. Here's also there's that great line from Saint Francis who said, "Preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use words." And so, <laughs> you know, so it's interesting, you know, yes. Leroy, that you walk in the school, and where you bring the love of the Lord, but those children are touching your life. They, mm-hmm. when they hug you, they talk to you. They, how are you doing? They t- say, "Pray for my aunt, my father, whatever." And and so it's a two-way street so that you, as much love you bring, but as much as you give, you're receiving mm-hmm. so much even more in return. Now, mm-hmm. Tiffany, even the same thing there is, uh, you know, in the work that you do, which you were laughing when, uh, you know, we were talking <laughs> about having tough, hard days, is what gets you out of bed in the morning to do what you do day in and day out? I would have to agree with Deacon Gill that this is my calling. This is my work unto the Lord. I know that he has gifted me with talents and skills to work with um, the children and their families. And I do it proudly because I believe in my heart that this is my way of serving God by serving his people. And so that is what gets me up every day to come here. Although the work is tough, right? Right. Um, But I agree with um, Deacon Gill. I could be having tough days, tough days. And when I walk walk in the school in the morning, the kids that run up to you and give you a hug, or like Deacon Gill said, telling you about their home life mm-hmm. and, and wanting yeah. you to be concerned about it or see if you have anything you can do to help them, mm-hmm. that lets you know that you are doing what you are called to do, and that is make a difference in the children's lives and bring them to Christ. And that is our that is our mission, that we raise children in the way they should go so that when they are older, they will not depart from it. So something that we, we are planting those seeds of faith and strength so that when they go throughout their life's journey, that they remember that God has to be the center of all. And, and here's what you're teaching them from seeing both of you on screen. Mother Teresa's line, a smile is the beginning of love. A smile is the beginning of love. And just shortly, but my wife was a Catholic school teacher, and she told me a story about okay. when she was um, in school. Her parents were divorced. She said it was very sad walking into school, and then she'd say, I saw Sister Armella every morning with a smile. Yeah. And she said it saved my life. Wow. That's- so I, I, you're doing it every day. Every day. Yeah. And you do it in ways you're not even aware of. And that's, mm-hmm. and so it's uh, and not so much what you give, but what you allow the Lord to do through you. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, mm-hmm. Now, out of curiosity, Tiffany, I know you are a principal today, but are you a former teacher in the classroom? Yes. This is my 28th year in the field of education. Beautiful. And I did start as a classroom teacher. And then I went through and did a lot of mid-management positions, such as like department chair, Mm -hmm. um, dean of students. Um, But yes, I've I've enjoyed the work in the field of education for these many years. I feel like I'm living out my mother's dream. She wasn't able to Mm -hmm. finish her degree to become a classroom teacher. So I think I just picked up the mantle naturally. Um, to become an educator, and I have loved every step of the way. I don't know what I would have done differently. And again, I think it's because I understood early on that it was a calling from God. Now, the, that, that, do you miss Tiffany being in the classroom with the children? Oh, I'm that? in the classroom now. <laughs> oh. I go in the classroom as much as oh, possible. No, 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 no. no but you know, you're a principal, but do you miss teaching in the having classroom? Having your own kids. Having your own kids, day. your own day. I mean, every time I've talked to a principal, they all have been former teachers in fourth grade, sixth grade, third grade. They miss the classroom day in and day out because the administration takes you out of the classroom. So do you miss being in the classroom day in and day out? Well, <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I try to spend as much, and I say that because I spend as much time possible in the classroom. You're with the children. You know, supporting teachers, and so I still get a chance. I guess owning my own classroom and having my own homeroom of students, yes, in that regard. But being a principal, you get to have all the students be your students. Yeah, so I don't necessarily, teaching is tough. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's it a really is. Jennifer day was saying job, the same thing. So. In fact, even Jennifer said the same thing in terms of being um, a principal. 
you can affect greater change. Now, yes. in the last one minute or two minutes, uh, Leroy, any comments about tomorrow? Like, uh, how many people are what we What time, too? Well, first of all, it begins at 9.30 in the morning okay. at mm-hmm. Lincoln Cathedral. I think it goes till about 11 o'clock. How many mm-hmm. are we expecting at the cathedral tomorrow? We have 800 signed up. 800. Wow. So 800. Yeah, 800 and plus any visitors or, spe- you know, that people that come and are not students. So people, a little shout out here. But the t- people are welcomed tomorrow. There's no charge. Holy Name Cathedral, mm-hmm. 9.30 a.m. Friday to about 11 o'clock in the morning. And please be part of the African Heritage Prayer Service. So Father Greg's at the door trying to charge people to come in. No, there is no charge. People. No charge. <laughs> That's right. Tell each children it's a dollar. <laughs> and, and I just know that uh, the work involved for tomorrow, the music, the dancing, the praising, the reflections, the children are giving talks. It has to be hundreds of hours all together that people, the children have practiced to get to tomorrow. But yeah. it, it makes a difference because they are proud to be there. And the, yeah. I'll tell you something, the, I've been there for past years. The energy level, I wish we had one-third the energy these kids do. Mm-hmm. They are so proud to be there. When they see each other, it just, it just, just the, the cathedral is filled with song and praise and faith. We need to bring the program to a close and want to thank in a very special way Deacon Leroy Gill and also uh, Tiffany Brown. Thank you for joining us on the program today. I will see you tomorrow. In fact, I think Mark will see you there tomorrow too. Mm-hmm. So God bless you. Keep okay, up God the great you. work God bless you, you do. Thank God you. bless you. To keep up the great work you do in serving the people of God. Special thanks to uh, Mark Teresi. An honor to be here today. Oh, this was what fun. What a commitment. This, was a, this, was, this fired me up. And, and great work again to Michael May, our engineer producer, did everything today solo. To all our listeners, may God bless all of you. The season of Lent has begun, a time of change renewal, a time to grow closer to the Lord. God bless all of you. Amen. Amen. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.